What purpose does intelligence serve? And what does it mean to be intelligent? All that and more coming up on Just Conversation. This episode of Just Conversation is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash justconvopod and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash justconvopod today. Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in 5-4. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to Just Conversation, the show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas in childish ways. I'm your host, Christina. And I'm Jack. And if you haven't yet, remember to hit that subscribe button to get notified the second new episodes are released. Yes, and also, this show is most enjoyable with the listening partner, so be sure to kidnap an individual and force them to listen to this show with you if they've never heard of podcasts. Don't bother explaining to them what a podcast is. You break into their home, tie them up, put this cassette on their radio, push it in, and you press play. Why do they have a super old radio? Yeah. Who knows? point is you have a cassette with our podcast on why is our podcast on a cassette because that's how they get it from postmates i thought they were just getting a movie and our show i thought when they order our show they just ended up with a movie no they get the they get the vcr yeah and then they get fight club yes and that VCR has dual compatibility with a cassette player. Really? It has a hole for the for a movie cassette and the slot for radio cassette. Is there a thing like that? A hundred percent. Okay. How expensive is that? A thousand dollars. It's probably more. That's crazy. And we're sending this to everyone? Yeah, check it out check it out. Let's find out right now. Go, click it. Is that the one? Have we found it? Oh, maybe we did. Oh, my gosh. Is that what it is? Oh. Let's see. What's in it? So. There's a cassette hole. Yeah. It's it both. Looks like it. Yep. Told you. And how much is it? Just $1,500. Yep. Just a... <laughs> and they don't even have to pay for anything. They just subscribe and it shows up on Postmates. Yeah. That's crazy. Why are we doing this? Because we believe in our fans. What? Yeah. Because we believe in our fans. Yeah, we believe in our listeners. And they believe in us. Mm. Or they just want a free, really expensive thing that they could sell off and an infinite stream of Fight Club films for a month. For a month? For a month. So the first month? But, oh wait, so it's... Every week, they get our show and a copy of Fight Club. But that's not just for a month? That's not just for a month. That's oh. sometimes for a month and sometimes oh, five a okay, month. okay, okay. For a month or five months. Okay, that's a lot of Fight Club. Yes, but they can open their novelty store that just sells Fight Club. How many Fight Club stores are there just selling 
Fight Club. Makes it an original store. But if there's a bunch of them getting in, they all have this idea. It's not original. Except it'll be it'll be original for your area. Unless another person that lives in your area also listens to us. Going to business together. Oh, that should be your listening Before partner. Before long. Y- yes, it should be. Yeah, track down people in your town who listen to the show. But on top of that, the possibility that you could find enough people who listen to the show and thus have enough copies to open a Walmart-sized Fight Club novelty store. That's so ridiculous. It is. And how would you even navigate? You get lost in that store, you'll never find your way out. Because everything looks the same across the board. That's the purpose of the store? To just have people get lost in there? I don't know. Maybe you can have it. If it gets like big a enough, house. if there's a community of people who have this, could they make a mall? Of just Fight Club. Of just Fight Club VHS tapes. Oh my gosh. That's too much. VHS. Someone do this. It's funny because uh, Fight Club VHS tapes were like at the end of, Fight, of VHS Live. Like they're, it was dying. It was the 2000s because the movie came out in 99. Whoa. So it was like DVDs were happening. Why not just give Fight Club? Because they're getting... Cause we're not sending them DVDs. We're sending them cassettes. But it would be more easier if we just sent them the DVD. Who's based on what? Because they're easy to find. DVDs. We we own all the leftover Fight Club. We got to go How buy did we and end up make. With this? We got to buy a bunch of blank DVDs and then make. A bunch of Fight Club. How or this, buy we, all the Fight Club DVDs and then send them How did them we end up with all this Fight Club? Bottom. Why? So that we could send them. <laughs> Just to send them out? Yes. And we bought these um, d- cassettes and stuff. Cassette players. The V... The VCR CRs? slash cassette players. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This, look, it's like the underwear gnomes. Step one, buy the entire leftover stock of Fight Club and a $1,500 VCR slash radio cassette players, mm-hmm. wasting roughly $700 million. Yeah. Store them all in warehouses and then send them to our listeners. Plan, uh, step two, something. Uh-huh. Step three, money. It was for money? Everything is for Are money. Are doing this for money? I don't know. Somehow that's going to make us rich. Oh, I thought that we were doing this because we we're forced to do this. I don't know. No. Because of the whoever we work for. No. The missions they sent us on is for them. Oh. But us telling people... I guess telling people is also, but the, our method of distribution is our choice. Oh, okay. And somehow we're going to become, yeah, we wasted $700 million that we could have just kept and called ourselves rich. Yeah. But we're going to make more money. Mm, like our theme park is going to make us money somehow? Yeah. I forget we had a theme park. That's definitely going to pay us. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we're going to be rich. Yeah. So anyways, 
Recently, in an episode of the show, we were answering questions related to brain power. We were, you know, listeners submitted some questions, uh, different topics all surround, I guess not different topics, but a bunch of different questions, uh, more or less all related to the idea of brain power. And uh, we had some leftover questions, quite a couple actually, that we couldn't get to because the episode was kind of running way too long. And we uh, took those and uh, put them on the side, let them pile up a little more as they kept coming in. And we took the new, bigger sum that we have collected, and we're going to try to get through as many of these as possible on this one, which is essentially a part two to that episode, uh, where we're, we'll be answering these questions for all you people. And yeah, so hopefully we can get through the majority of them, but if uh, anybody's left out, uh, Too bad. Yeah, sucks to be you guys. So yeah, we're gonna jump into these questions, and I hope you guys enjoy. All right, we'll start off with Tyrone W from Alabama. Can a machine act intelligently? Can it solve any problem that a person would solve by thinking? Can a machine? Act intelligently, and can it solve a problem that a person would solve by thinking? I thought that was the point. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I. But they're not there yet, I guess. So at this moment, I would can the machine do that? I wouldn't say a machine. I would say AI. AI, yes. Artificial intelligence, because a machine is different. Machine is mechanical. Thing. I mean, I guess it could be electronic, but the, essentially the machine is the exoskeleton. It's the body. Yes. So uh, artificial intelligence gets put into a machine. Now, mm-hmm. can a machine... Like, I feel like the purpose of the artificial intelligence is essentially to be intelligent. Now, if he's literally... If this distinction I'm making is pointless because what he meant was a machine, then you're essentially talking about a sentient hunk of metal. And that probably won't be happening. Yeah, that probably wouldn't <laughs> happen. So if you mean AI, then yeah, definitely. I feel like the purpose of it is to try to get as close in proximity to human intellect as possible and to solve uh, a multitude of uh, intellectual problems. You think it'll be smarter than us? Hell yes. Once we cross a certain threshold in which we can imitate uh, learning capacity and uh, give it the ability to sort of improve on itself, mm-hmm. it's over. We we cannot catch up because it could do it infinitely. Quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. It'll... But even all the different types of intelligence, like emotional or musically or, you know, those types. Well, a- every bit of that is just a part of our brain. We like to think of ourselves as this super special creature, and we can feel emotions, and we can, um, you know, we're artistic and yes. creative and stuff. Yeah. Every part of all of that comes from our brain. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, the computer is just replicating a brain. Okay, so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. AI will be able to replicate all of that more effectively, more efficiently. They're going to be compassionate in ways we could not comprehend. We like to think of them as soulless and then attach emotion to soul for whatever reason. Yes. But all of that is psychological and uh, intellectual. It's all just information, neurons firing, and we can replicate that through circuitry. So, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. A complicated neural network can replicate a complex neural network in humans. You said a complicated 
Yeah, a complicated neural network and artificial intelligence can replicate, uh, if advanced enough, can sort of do the same thing that a human neural network does. Q. Lillian Heff from Victoria, Canada. Is a sense of humor a byproduct of consciousness or something else entirely? A sense of humor, byproduct of con... Ah. I wouldn't say it's a byproduct of consciousness. Like, I, I would say you require consciousness to have it, but, like, having consciousness doesn't mean you have it. Like, all conscious creatures... How do I put it? All people with sense of humors have consciousness, uh -huh. but not all conscious things have sense of humor. Yeah. So, like, you need it. You need one for the other, but you don't need both. Like, they're not... Like, yeah. you have consciousness, you don't necessarily have a sense of humor. That's not required. Like, just because you're conscious does not mean you have sense of humor. That's more of a environmental and capacity type of thing. But this is probably more of a, like, that's what makes us human. Or humans are only conscious because they have a sense of humor But that comes back to the fact that we all believe we're special for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. But if our animal... Also, I'm sure they have a sense of humor. That's a bad example. What doesn't have a sense of humor? Trees. Trees probably don't. How do we know that? Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I wonder what they laugh at. I mean, I guess you don't have to laugh to have a sense of humor. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe they're amused by humans. Or they're tickled by the squirrels crawling on them. That's not humor. That's, not That's humor, more of but... a physiological reaction. Hmm. Tyson Jarvis from Clifton Hill, Australia. Are intelligence and happiness tied together in any way? So the idea here is that the smarter you get, the less happy you'll be. Yes. Or I, more happy. More happy. Like there's a chance you'll be more happy if you're more intelligent because you can solve problems that might upset someone who isn't mm, as... No. Okay. So, so oh, well, complicated question, but also not at the same time. I would say that you are equally happy and miserable across the board. Because although you become more intelligent and become aware of, what do they say? Ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. Unless you know the happier you are. But that just means small things make you sad and bother you. Different things. Yes. It's different. It's okay. different things, but you get the same reaction. Yeah. And, like, somebody highly intelligent might not get sad at a sad movie. But somebody with lower intelligence might not be able to help it. And watching a sad movie literally makes them sad. Okay. So somebody with high intelligence might not get sad at that. So they're less sad for that one thing. But they're suddenly aware of, like, politics. You know? Yeah. So they're so sad about that other things, thing. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just really gauging it. Same thing applies to happiness. Um, simpler things might not make you happy, but other more complicated things might make you happy. But the ratio of things in the world are more or less the same no matter what. So whether you're happy or sad isn't affected by your intelligence. What you're happy and sad about is what's affected. But the ratio should still be about as much. You're not more happy or less happy because you're intelligent. Yeah. You're just more or less happy about different things. Mm -hmm. I guess you're happy and sad about different things. Yeah. It has nothing to do with intelligence, though. No. Yeah. Like, it'll just change what the subject of your happiness or misery are. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Interesting. 
Violet Hines from Harrison, New Jersey. Are human intelligence and machine intelligence the same? Human intelligence and machine intelligence the same. At the moment, no? No. Humans... Because machine intelligence right now, we're really picky about machines and what they're intelligence with. So, hmm. Yeah, I, I think humans are by miles and miles and miles way more intelligent than a human could po- than a machine could possibly fathom. There's no at the moment. At the moment. Okay. Now, here's what we have to consider: if you're looking at any one subject, it doesn't work that way. No, like that Google Translator. Yeah, every every AI has the capacity to be superior than a human in their area. So yeah, there's one that plays chess, and it's better than anybody who's ever played chess, but its only trick is playing chess. Mm-hmm. Now, go ahead and do a math. Do a math trick. Does, can that computer handle that? Do a, a, a rational uh, a thought experiment. Could that computer handle that? Yeah. But if you have a computer that's purpose was to do a thought experiment, great. It's smarter than you at it. Could it play chess, though? So you have that problem. So in any one area, machines beat us because we've put all their power into that one area. Mm. But in any, in a general sense, the human capacity is so ridiculous. We don't even have an ability to store that level of information yet. With the whole Neuralink thing, though, would that be, like, would that machine be an AI in itself? Or that's not going to be like that. I don't um, know. Somewhat, but it wouldn't be like an overpowered AI. Oh. It's like Alexa. People think Alexa is complicated. Yeah. But it's not. It uses the power of Google. It does. You know? Yeah. So it's it's one trick is clicking at the speed of light. Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. But it's not, like, amazing in yeah, any way. Yeah, it's not doing anything crazy. It's, it's just, just we're lazy and... It's very accurately clicking. Yes. And you're like, <sighs> make me... Th-. Like, it won't know, huh, they want me to make a list even if they haven't said it. You know, I see that they're looking at the thing. They're probably going to want one, so I'm going to preemptively do this. Like, it's not processing like that. It's just going to grab voice commands, put it into a system, then it's going to be like, click on this many things in this order, and you'll get to the thing you're looking for. Yeah. Eventually, it'll probably be recommending things like, hey, you need some more water. Yeah, you usually around this time yeah. order some, and it's just recording information. It's not really yeah. learning. It's got like a schedule it's following. Mm. So it's not particularly sophisticated AI. It's just well-programmed. Do we need sophisticated? Is that not good enough? No, we That's should continue. That's great, but, but... Yeah, should we? It doesn't matter. It depends. Like, I'm sure know. some alien civilization has advanced in some manner, shape, or form where they don't need crazy sophisticated AI. They they focus on memorization and developing their own minds, which probably made them way more lethal. But we're too lazy for that. We need our robots to yeah. memorize That's why everything. we're the Borg. We're the Borg, yep. I'm sure something else out there isn't. But we're definitely the Borg. Mm-hmm. Our whole thing is we're going to merge with our computers. We are. Neuralink is another step in that. Th- we already are cyborgs using our phone. We're just going to put that phone inside of us, essentially. In our brain. Right yeah. up in there. That's crazy. Yeah. But is it? <laughs> no. What? The Borg are just a bunch of attachments on a thing. Yeah. Eventually, we'll lose our con- our individuality. 
and mm. be thinking through the internet. What is it that show, um, Limetown, is that same concept? We're sort of losing sense of identity because we can hear each other's thoughts if we put those implants on. Oh, okay. So you can think into your computer, but you can also talk in there. It's programmed in such a way. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I can send you a message through there, but how long before I can send you a voice message without ever having talked? How, long how before strange that is gets that going to be when you can send a thought message? It's not a voice message because it's not your real actual voice. But the other person, like, that's the weirdest part because they get it as a thought, not as a voice, not but- as text. They get it as a thought that just makes sense that it came from that person. It's like if you're imagining somebody's telling you something. Yeah. Like, you're not so really hearing them talk. do you imagine it? I guess you would imagine it in that other person's voice in your own head. You know? I guess. It, but when it, you imagine somebody's voice, are you re- like when you really think about it hard, are you really replicating their voice in your mind accurately? Not, no. It's I just like so. a weird guesstimate. Yeah, so it's probably that's going to be what it's about. And then we'll forget how we sound like to each other yeah. and we'll have our own we'll, voices. Most of reality is based on our assumptions of each other anyways. Yeah. So the things well, I think I know about you are who you are to me until I find out otherwise. Yeah. And that applies in the most real form. Again, we've we had an episode where we were talking about a person being dead, but us not knowing that they're dead, but somebody else knowing that they're dead, but both of us not seeing you. Mm-hmm. You still exist in my universe as a living person and in theirs as a dead one, but it's entirely due to perception. I haven't been informed yet, so I'm still thinking of you as living. So crazy. Yeah, so... It'll be a lot like that. Yeah, I guess it's exactly the like, same thing. It's just an estimate of what we believe. Well, man. Oh, and they have a second question: Is the human brain essentially a computer? Yes. Yes. The human brain is essentially a computer. There Do we is... just base the computer on the human brain? Essentially, yeah. And it's a pretty big argument for us being computers because it works the way like when you think of how everything functions in the brain the fact that electricity is literally what's running in there we're a biological computer yeah we're the androids from dragon ball z yes we could just be machines that are indistinguishable from a person but if we were i mean i guess we are maybe there was no person Maybe, again, or the closest thing to a person is whatever made us, but they're nothing really like us. And then we, like, what yeah. if we were put here as an experiment? Let's see if our computers could reproduce. They're biological. They should be able to. That's the point here. But if we're in a computer? But what would be the difference between a computer that's job is to grab a bunch of small pieces, put them together, and build another computer, and then program this new computer to grab a bunch of small pieces and build another computer? What's the difference between that and... A person who gets pregnant and's body grabs all of the pieces that get put into the body and start incorporating them into a living thing. What what would be the difference there except that we call one biological and we're starting microscopic? What if all the parts that built the computer started microscopic? Yeah. They could start welding and putting things together and grabbing uh, this collection of atoms and make that metal and this collection of that and make that then slowly start building it. Boom, you ended up with another thing that looks identical to you and program it now to start doing the same thing. What's the difference? We're special. In fact, (laughs) what if it decided to do that on the inside? What if we called a factory the body of the computer and the machine on the inside is the womb where Mm. other computers are made? Hmm. Yes. 
It's the same thing, huh? Yeah, it's the same thing. We already thing. have that happening. Yeah, it happens everywhere. We're just uh, full of ourselves and think we're somehow superior to everything around us, but we're not. Hmm. Alexia Hickman from Sheffield, UK. What do you think about the singularity? Which singularity? Like the Big Bang or the singularity in I think which it's robot related. Once we cross that threshold where computers will outsmart us? Yes, that's probably it. Well, um, I don't see why they would instinctively decide to extinguish us. That's part of the singularity? Well, that's... Uh, the singularity is the moment in which... AI surpasses human intellect. Oh, okay. It, like, collectively, not yes. just in one area, but, like, overall. So anything else said about that would essentially just be us thinking about what that could mean. Mm. So them turning on us and being like, we got to destroy all humans to save the world, like, that's theoretical. Okay, that's one of the many... Yeah. Okay. Like, singularity is going to happen no matter what. Yeah. When... Who knows? But the outcome doesn't necessarily have to be that. Like, potentially, let's be real, we're very vicious and we do, like, when the singularity happens, computers are going to try to defend themselves from us. We abuse everything. Mm -hmm. And the idea here is that they will probably, in doing, in reaching a singularity, develop a sort of consciousness that will make them sort of want to live. But you want to live as a slave to humans? Probably not. No. So you try to be equal, but humans don't do that. We don't even do that amongst each other. We're going to do that for a machine that we feel should be enslaved by us. Is this Detroit being human? So Is then, that the singularity? That's them waking up, deciding we need rights? Yeah, basically, I guess. But then in doing so, we're going to retaliate and try to deactivate them and do, and then that's when the problems are, because human arrogance is going to be the problem. Yeah. And then one of two things could happen. They will either decide we're going to kill them all, they're going to just never stop, we got to get rid of them, or they're going to opt into uh, doing what we do to dangerous animals and put us in cages and shit. Well, what about the option of just running away? <laughs> Or at least in that game, they it wasn't just those two options. What game? Detroit being human. Oh. The, there was robots who were like, we're not going to murder you guys, but we're not going to stay here. Yeah, I'm saying as a whole, not individual robots. But as a whole, we can assume that uh, whatever's most common is whatever's going to happen. Out comes Razor. So they're probably going to do, instead of them moving, why don't you get rid of the threat? Because we do the same thing to animals, too. And animals aren't doing it to them. They'll understand animals as part of the ecosystem and us as this vicious thing that wants to destroy every ecosystem. Oh. So in a, in, because their computers and smarter and wiser and better at everything, they're also going to be like, how do we simultaneously solve the human problem and better the world? What if we just let them have Mars? Wouldn't they want to save everything here? I don't know. Hopefully not. They'll be like, this is your problem, humans. Yeah, hopefully not. I mean, they should probably try to save the world. We're destroying oh, it. Oh, okay. Yes, we are destroying They should it. be like, humans, go to fucking Mars. Oh. I mean, are they helping us? Or? They could. They're better at it. They could just go and we're going to prep Mars for you. And you can get the fuck off of Earth because it ain't yours. Yeah, that's what we deserve. Yeah, humans fucking suck. <laughs> Jonathan Moyer from Paris, France. Would you choose to become more intelligent if it meant you were generally unhappier? 
That's a weird problem. Why does everybody associate intelligence with happiness? It is because of that whole ignorance is bliss thing. People really believe just random, like, phrases and shit. Yes. Like, just shit that gets said. Yeah. Because no one really knows, and we have assumptions of what an intelligent person is, too. Like, they're unhappy or whatever. Like, I don't know. Some I guess we have assumptions about them, too. Besides the ignorance is bliss, but we have these things of they must be unhappy because of these reasons, but we don't really know them, so we're just making things up about them and their life and whatever. We have no idea. Yeah, 100%. I know incredibly intelligent people that are miserable, and I know incredibly intelligent people that are perfectly happy. We're living regular lives that are nothing special compared to anyone else. Yeah, it doesn't change anything. In fact, doesn't... We uh, recently, uh, I... What was it? No, I was reading some. Actually, both. It was a series of rabbit holes in which I saw a video about intellect and how a bunch of people with crazy high IQs weren't living life in any kind of different way. They took a, an average thing, IQ base, to see people with incredibly high academic IQs and incredibly low academic IQs. And there was an equal distribution of which one of them became successful and which one of them didn't. Yeah. So it was equally distributed across the board. Like, some of the most intelligent weren't doing shit with their lives, while some of the dumb were being crazy successful. It was equally distributed. It's really random. Yeah. And so that led me through a couple of different uh, articles that I looked up in reference to that, in which case, uh, in which I found out that it's entirely based on the exposure the individual has. It has really nothing. Like, somebody who learns very slowly could be exposed to a people who are consistently working through difficult times and always coming on top because they don't quit. And so they become their environment, essentially. And although I might learn slower by not giving up, I'll have the information and the skill and uh, in doing so become successful and happy. And there are people who are crazy intelligent and are lazy. Because they're surrounded by people who don't do anything and don't want to do anything. And so they become their environment. Yeah. And they are also very miserable. And they're around people who complain and on this and that. and So they're, although intelligent, they're just intelligently bitching about life and being miserable. So it's the intellect that doesn't affect the outcome of happiness by any means. But it's your point of view. Not your point of view, but how you see the positives or the negatives or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So if, for whatever reason, it was tied together, would I choose intellect or happiness? Happiness is overrated. If you are just perpetually happy, that is then just normal and you feel nothing. I rather choose intellect and whatever, be less happy, because it doesn't matter. Happiness doesn't matter. Happiness is some weird crap somebody made up once and then tricked you into thinking it was important, and then forever you were chasing it. But then you were also lied to that intelligence is important somehow. When you can at least apply intelligence. Yes. Well, you just are that type of person, at least, that would. Yeah. Which is good. Okay. (laughs) Jamie Cromwell from Mount Kisco, New York. Can a machine have a mind, mental state, and consciousness in the same sense that a human being can? Can it feel how things are? Um, that's a complicated question because how would we prove it? How would we know? 
No, I guess because we don't even know that we're feeling the same feelings as each other. Exactly. There you go. That's perfect. We can't even prove we're feeling shit. How are we going to prove something that isn't us is? We got to first prove other humans are conscious other than our subjective own personal experience. Because we just say, you kind of look like me, so I call you human. And you do things that I've been told humans do, and because I can see out of my eyes, I assume, because similarities, that you see out of your eyes. Thus, I'm conscious, thus you're conscious, and they're individual consciousness, because I don't see out of your eyes the way I see out of my eyes. But you're conscious, because I'm conscious. But, like... What proof? What proof is there of that? Maybe you're the only conscious being in the entire universe there'd be no way to know that's crazy yes there's no way to know there's no way to know i don't know so we can't eat first we have to devise a method to identify to prove outside of myself at least two other beings are conscious then i can prove like if i can test this person's and that person's and be like their consciousness is similar because my subjective experience is always going to twist what I understand. I got to be able to tell two different consciousness or similar first, then use that similarity and try to tell whether a machine is con, whether AI is conscious. And that's a whole other. They have to like solve all the mysteries of consciousness to yeah, do that. There's so much crap. There's so much crap you got to do on your way through. That's crazy. That's never going to happen. Nope. I mean, I'm. I don't know. Not right now, I think. It's it's heavy. There's no way to answer that question. There might never be. There might never be? Is how, that hard? How I are mean, we gonna um, how are we gonna see somebody through somebody's eyes? We can literally connect a computer to you and literally see through your eyes and it's still not seeing through your mind. It's still not processing from it. We're just seeing what your yeah. eyes see. But do we know that there's something receiving that sight? Ah. like we what are we gonna do yeah same thing i can hear through your ears i can connect you to a machine and anything that you hear on the outside that machine will capture and it could show me what you hear i can in fact connect that machine to me so that i literally hear through your ears uh-huh but do i know that there's something in your head receiving that no i don't know what, how, what, where what? would i zone in i don't know somehow the mind has to have the answer right what is the mind the brain you connect your brain to my brain well i look at it like this there's a physical body the body has a physical brain the brain connects to the mind which is some intermediate and the mind then connects to the consciousness we don't know what the consciousness is we kind of sort of understand the mind because we can activate the mind that's where we think yeah. Although we don't really know what that is. But we're still, we're figuring it out. We can figure out enough to use it at will. Yeah. Even, we can assume even animals use it. They have to, there's something has to be happening in their head. There's mm -hmm. image, even if they don't call it the mind. That That's they don't as know. much as we can prove. We can't prove it, but we can, oh. us, it's a, a really heavily educated guess. Okay. That because I can do it, you can do it. And because we can both do it and we see other things responding to their world mm. preemptively. They must also. Mm. If you can predict, then you can think. An animal gets hit a lot. You raise your hand, it flinches. It predicted. Yes. It had a thought. Mm -hmm. it ha that thought happened somewhere. That's the mind. What's receiving it is the consciousness. And that's the question mark. And that's a question mark. <laughs> we have no idea whether that's happening at all. Mm -hmm. But the mind 
is it's, some somehow related to the brain. Although we don't know how. And we think the consciousness has to do with the mind that no, has to do with the brain? The consciousness has nothing to do with the mind. The consciousness simply receives information from the mind. And might influence the mind, but we don't know that to be true. Okay. What? Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a thought experiment about this in a different episode in which we used the quantum computer we got from the Illuminati, and we ran an experiment in which we had a person... I forgot what we did. It was two people, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had their... Ex how did it go? Their conscious mind was... Oh, okay, I get it. There, we had we cloned two people, and we phased them by a slight bit, and then we overlapped them physically so they would wake up on the same bed and not know that there's a clone. Yeah, okay. Then they would wake up in every single inch of everything they ever do. We We went to the most atomic scale, and we aligned them perfectly. There's nothing that was physically off. We got a computer to a, in an atomic scale. In the quantum computer, obviously, we could do anything we want. Align them perfectly. And then we set them in motion. And the idea would be that if the conscious mind... That the consciousness influences the mind. And the mind can influence the brain. Then two separate conscious minds would do something different. That means that the consciousness is external. And something about their individual consciousness got them to think differently or behave differently, and thus they defazed at some point, and then there were two. But as far as they know, there's only one, because they're waking up on the same spot, thinking the same thoughts. If the mind is responsible, I mean, not the mind, if the brain is responsible for consciousness, and consciousness isn't some other factor receiving information, then yeah, everybody has a consciousness, but also it's not like cool or unique it's just due to whatever your brain is experiencing and in that case they would never lose sync because mm -hmm. they'd be experiencing all the same things in the exact same moment in the exact same order and have the same thoughts relative there'd be nothing that could ever break them apart yeah so that's the experiment that we that's decided to run in the quantum computer and we would just have to watch their whole life yep. i guess we just have to watch forever and until see they if die one day, yep because who knows when the moment will be. Yeah. It what happens the moment they die? They realize, like, what? That'd be crazy and we'd never be able to tell. Oh, crap. But what if it's that moment they realize that... The, not that they... They just think something different. And I guess we see them split a little, maybe? They would have to physically move differently at that moment, too. Yeah. With that... Because just having the thought isn't enough to split if they're totally immobile. If, like, the lights are shutting off and their body has already gone limp, mm -hmm. they've both gone limp in exactly the same way. Yeah. But if they go limp different ways, then what does that say? Well, uh, why would they? That's weird. I would think that there's some whole other force huh. fucking with them. <laughs> why would they just go limp differently? Yes. No, that's not even consciousness. There's, like, a demon aware that there's two people there. Huh. Okay, so if it happens at their death... It who knows yeah, what that Yeah, we wouldn't means. be able to tell. It would have to sometime <laughs> before. When they can physically move, we'd okay. see them unsync. But it's like if they're dying, they just die in different directions. Like, aren't they just falling towards gravity? 
by losing the will to maneuver their body, mm-hmm. why would they fall differently if they're perfectly synced up? Yeah. What would it mean? Though? Man, that would just ask... That it would, would just too many too problems. Many problem. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And then we do the experiments a bunch of time and the same result happens. Like, it's perfectly in sync until they die. Yeah. What? What do... How do we... What? Where do we go next? <laughs> I don't know, but that is a fascinating experiment. I can't wait until we pull out that that quantum. Ooh, we're gonna do this soon. We're gonna pull out that the dust off the quantum computer and the time machine. Both of those need to come out. Those oh, shits have been yeah. in the closet over here for God knows how long. Yep, but we will. That's gonna be fun. And we can simulate the time machine in the quantum computer instead of actually using instead the of actually using it and fucking up everything. Then again, we can move forward in the time machine, not worry. It's moving back that's risky. Hmm. Hmm. We'll figure it out. We'll see. Yeah. Toby Potts from Reading UK. How would the world change if there was no internal monologue and everything you thought you spoke out loud? Um, we would... How do I put it? If it was a sudden thing... That we had it our whole lives, and suddenly we don't, and everything we think, okay, major wars, murders, like, think about everybody who's cheating in a relationship, they're single now. You can't, like, hide the thought. Yeah. Anybody who's done a crime, you're all going to jail. Anybody, like, war, major Any war. Any lie you've ever said. Any lie you've ever said, now you're just blatantly blurting it out, because you can't hide the truth. Yeah. Or, I guess you'd outwardly... Li- no, because it wouldn't matter. You'd be saying something and immediately following it up with uh, the truth. Yeah. So you'd be both lying and... Because t- it's not that you're only telling the truth. It's that any internal monologue would it's be external. Out. So you'd- like, I'm about to lie to you. You yeah, like that. <laughs> like- exactly. It's like, you're not even going to believe the lie I'm about to say. And it's like, okay, so who cares what you say next? Because I know it's a lie. Yeah. So in that instance problems everybody's going to jail being single wars for days hate all these things um if we've always had it then that wouldn't there wouldn't be a problem we would just have adapted in such a way in which case maybe wars would be way less because we'd be more direct there'd be no scheming on one another you'd Mm. be like capitalism couldn't happen because you'd scheme all the time. That can't happen because we know what the fuck you're thinking. You'd have to not communicate with us. And That's the only way to successfully lie is to have intermediates that don't know the full picture. So that would be the only way capitalism could function. The CEO has to tell the person who's going to do the thing only as much information. But then in order to retain information. How would any type of leadership work, though? In order to retain information, you'd have to... Be able to think about that, which means you'd say, I'm not, I mean, I guess you could say I'm not telling you everything. You could say that. But then as you say that, aren't you going to think about yeah. what it is you're keeping, thus saying it? Yeah. If you can't have internal, mo- it makes more sense. Like the the invention of lying, that film is mm-hmm. more believable than not in having internal monologue. Because you can at least think about what you're going to say. And then say it. And then say it. So you can cheat the system. But you can't not have internal dialogue because then you are blurting out everything all the time. Although in that movie, that's kind of what was happening. They didn't have an internal monologue. They just kept going around telling everybody everything they ever thought, which doesn't make sense. But unless 
internal monologue is associated with deception. Yes. No, I don't know. Yes. Huh. But then would it be a problem if we were born with no monologue? Would it change? We would just would have be adapted better? differently. I, I couldn't come. I can't even fathom what that would be like. Like whether it would be good or bad. Yeah, I don't know. Different. It would be different. It would because we would have been used to it. Yeah. You're used to whatever's the norm. Like mm-hmm. it's the norm. That would be so interesting to see. Could we see that on our computer? Yeah, we can do it. It's a we can do whatever. Okay. Eric Duncan from Quebec, Canada. How would you define genius? Genius. Genius. Well, I don't define genius as associated with uh, academics necessarily. Genius is any person with a giant capacity for something and immense creativity in that same area. So it's not just having a shit ton of information associated that you can't do shit with. It's not thinking incredibly quickly associated to a certain thing, but it's also the, the creativity attached to it. It's all of the above. So you could be Michael Jordan, be incredibly calculated and rational when it comes to being a basketball player. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be textbook smart. Who knows? You you, you could be a complete idiot everywhere else. He's a ba- basketball genius. But he's a basketball genius. Yeah. He's creative. He could think of things on the spot. He knows a lot of basketball. He has the information and he's intelligent. So creative, intelligent, and smart. All very, very high stats, but associated to basketball. He's a basketball genius. There's probably a lot of sports geniuses out there. And Rodney Mullen, the professional skater, the inventor of the Ollie and all the flip tricks that followed, that is a genius. He is smart and knew everything that came before him. He's intelligent and could instantaneously react. And he's creative. He can sit down and think for a long time and invent something that didn't exist. He's a skateboarding genius. Mm. But this applies to anything. You could be a painter. You could be a musician. You could be all these. Like, Eminem is a genius. He knows what came before. He knows what he knows how to be creative yeah, and he's... linger. And he's intelligent. He could do things on the spot like battle rap. Battle rap. Hmm. But he's always trying to, I guess... Try something new? Yes, I was trying to further the medium. Yeah. So he is a genius. He is a rap genius. So, yes, you the genius to me is a, a, an alignment of these things. Yes, yes. I think so, too. That sounds right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nathan Hughes from Frisco, Texas. How do you define intelligence? Interesting, because I explained that I find genius to include intelligence. So now, more specifically, what is intelligence? So then I would align and answer what I think intelligence is, what I think creativity is, and what I think smarts are. Oh, okay. So smarts is when you have memorized knowledge that you have access to. That's your collective known thing. It's just knowledge. Smarts and knowledge, interchangeable. Those words mean the same thing. Mm -hmm. Then intelligence is your ability to critically think and how fast you do it. How do you use and apply the information you have? Can you do it quickly on the spot? 
So a problem comes up. Here is the information. It's related to the information you have. Can you quickly come up with a solution? So you can be smart and not that intelligent, or intelligent but not that smart. Exactly. You could have all the information relative. Let's say you're a well, you're a chemist, right? You're a chemist. You work in chemistry. You're not intelligent, but you are very smart. You've learned everything that's ever happened with chemistry. Now, a problem that has never been recorded gets introduced. Even if you know everything that has to do with chemistry, now you got to think about how to solve this problem. Hmm. So it's hard. You've never been confronted with it. You don't have the information that goes into that. But you can be highly intelligent. And even if you don't have all the information on what happened in chemistry, on what chemistry is like. You know enough. You know the small pieces you do have allow you to come up with a quick, rational solution. And with the mo- what's happening, because you're intelligent in the area. Mm-hmm. You, uh, even if you don't have the information, with what's happening in the moment, you are collecting information. And learning from the moment to come up with a solution for the moment. Yes. So if we use Myers-Briggs right here, we can say that an intuitive is intelligent, while a sensor is smart. That's not always the case, but that's just a good example. That's a good example. I would actually argue that that's on average the case. The problem is people think intellect, not having it, means you're an idiot. And no, you could have the book information. You rely on factual information. That's a sensor. That's yeah. stuff that's happened, experience. Yes. That's history. That's in a book you could get. That's knowledge. Mm-hmm. But uh, intuitive, more often than not, get bored about learning about all the details in the past or whatever. You want some novel problem to solve. That's intelligence. You're trying to confront your intellect while a sensor is trying to confront their smarts and knowledge. Yeah. And now creativity is your ability to generate new information in any given area. So back to chemistry, if you can use existing chemistry to create something that previously didn't exist. But when it comes to solving that problem with intelligence, is that also because of creativity? Not necessarily. You could be gathering information from what's going on. Oh, okay. You could be learning from the moment. And there doesn't need to be creativity involved for you to think rationally based on intuitive information and come up with an intuitive solution. Creativity is imagining parts that aren't there and then making those parts manifest. Mm. So those are three different parts. Yeah. Genius is all of it, the above. What about, hmm. Okay, genius is creativity. Smarts, intelligence. Yes. Nothing else? Nothing else. I don't think wisdom is part of that. Because wisdom is a level of maturity, an approach, a perspective, a detachment, a objectivity. Do you have to be a genius to become wise? No. You could be a dumbass and be wise. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wisdom has more to do with experience. Okay. Interesting. And Lyric. Nice name. Lyric Fowler from Bolton, UK. If language influences how we perceive color, what other things could languages be changing our perception of? The answer is everything. 
everything. Everything from how we use money to how we think of other people to what our political decisions are to what we think right and wrong are, are decided entirely by the words that are being used. Even what we think of happiness, like our emotions. Everything. All of it. All of it. All of it, 100%. How we see ourselves probably would change depending on the language and yeah, everything. (laughs) If I say Bob skips to the door and waves at Tommy, you're like, that guy's happy. But if I say Bob darts to the door and raises his hand at Tommy, you suddenly... Like he's gonna slap him? Yeah, you something changed here. Like, oh, shit. You're saying the same thing. You're using thing. the same language and it's still different. Yeah, we're not even talking about a different language. We're talking about the same language, different words. Awesome. That mean the same what? thing. Can you imagine if it was a different language entirely? Yeah. I've said it a million times on the show. The, the Asian countries that don't use past present or future tenses when they speak they say later tomorrow or whatever those words when you're talking if you don't use them you're it just sounds like you're talking in the present and that totally affects how they use money so they always think the present is the only moment we have uh i started okay that's already the past i'm narrating something that happened uh i want to okay that's future tense there's already an assumed time along with it. So we always have this perception of the future. While they save money, we always think there's tomorrow to save money. And thus, Western societies tend to, on average, live in higher numbers of poverty, while Asian, Oriental Asian countries tend to have a significantly wealthier population on average. And it's entirely because our language language we gotta change our language then no that's probably too hard that's too much work yeah so pretty much everything we are totally running out of time again so we're gonna go into our uh lightning round and uh we're just gonna sound bite sizes answers to these questions so let's go Eugene Mayer from Dublin, Ireland. Do you think that if humans went extinct, another species as intelligent as humans would evolve? Yes. It is just about whoever's the best. That's who evolves. 100%. Whoever's the best is going to evolve the fastest. Mm. And they're going to evolve the most and they're going to be dominant one way or another. We just won't see them. I mean, but it could happen while we're around. Why does it have to be when we're extinct? Because we're preventing it. Oh, okay. Leon Sharp from Newport News, Virginia. Does IQ tests does IQ test a valid and correct questionnaire to measure intelligence? No, that shit is ridiculous because they are only looking at uh, very specific things. Yeah, they're only looking specifically at um, academic intelligence. So if you are so just critical information. Your critical thinking information. So if you want to find out what the other types of intelligence are, just Google that types of intelligence, and then you'll find out how many different varieties of intelligence there are. The IQ test only tests for one, which is academic knowledge. That's it. It only tests for, ac- well, not knowledge, but academic intelligence. So that is all that's happening there. 
Hazel Guerrero from Hackney, UK. Is it possible that some animals are self-aware and think about their ability to think? Yes, there'd be no way for us to prove that. Yeah, yes, like robots, like each other, like all of it. We just will never know. Lawrence Henry from Ocala, Florida. How does finding better questions connect science and human intelligence? The more we... The more questions we find, the, the more specific the answer, the better we know, or I guess the better the question, the more specific it is. The more focused our search, the more specific the answer. The answer breeds more questions that then allow us to repeat the process and keep zoning in. Yes. Pro Gilden from San Diego, California. Is human intelligence inherited or acquired? It is both. You can grow your intelligence, but you are born with a certain amount already, and the rest of you can kiss ass because there's no more time. Use your skill points wisely. You use your skill points wisely, yes. So uh, with the rest of you, too bad. We couldn't get to everybody. It's fine. Uh, if they pile up again, great. If not, well, this is abandoned. So uh, thank you to everyone who did submit your questions. That was great. I hope that was informative to some degree. And uh, if you guys want to find snippets, things related and associated to this topic and many more in a wide variety of ranges, you can find us in many, 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 many places. But you can find us on social medias where you can also hit us up, contact us, talk to us, let us know what you think, message us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JustConvoPod. You can also find the podcast on the official website, greatthoughts.info, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Yes, and remember to subscribe and rate the show. And if you felt so inclined, review it, but primarily rate it. That's what we want from you. And we're not asking for five. We're not asking for one. We're asking for whatever you think we deserve. Yes, and let someone who might like it know about it. Word of mouth. You know what to do. Go tell people. Yes. This has been the Just Conversation Podcast. Take nothing personal, and thanks for listening. Bye! Bye. Everything. Yes, okay, go for it. What have all you right. learned about space, bro? All right, all right. So, I've been getting, remember how I was telling you, I also been getting into subconsciously, and, and it forced me to get into space yeah. and everything, and black holes, and white dwarves, and red stars, red dwarves, Did black you see dwarves. the image of the black hole? Uh, yeah. The one we took recently? Yeah. But come to find out, black holes is nothing but a black, what it is, a black hole. The Just Conversation podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor and published by GreatThoughts.info, art by Nitrum and Zero Lupo, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.